This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Uh, let's just do the intro as we always do it. Let's just do a clean intro and we'll just, yeah. I'm Joey. I love wrestling and think improv is fine. I'm Nick. I love wrestling and improv's whatever. I'm Eric, and I love pro wrestling and improv. I'm Steven, and I hate wrestling, and I do love improv, but I have a tenuous relationship with it lately. You should love wrestling as a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. Also, this is about improv now, kind of. improv, yeah. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving for me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick and Steven, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping that I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. Okay, so this episode isn't intended to necessarily be 100% about improv, but I know we, we started this conversation about whether or not ring psychology, what ring psychology is, especially in relation to improv. I called it like a movie, like walking out and not doing your character and was, was stuff like that. So we're going to dig into it a little bit deeper in this episode of what is, ring psychology yeah, we've is. We've got Eric Barnes here in the room. We, That's uh, right. This is uh, an offshot of our Jake the Snake episode, which you maybe just listened to. That's right. Um, yeah, and uh, you know our guest, Eric Barnes, very funny writer of wrestling articles on Ranker and Frequent guest on after buzz tv he's a funny comedian and actor eric barnes hey thank you for being here yeah thank you for having me and thank you for that wonderful read of my uh pseudo credits <laughs> we've <That's>, had practice <laughs> we've only done it a few times okay so so my, i'll mostly be taking a back seat sipping this water and looking at social media uh so my yeah my intention isn't to make this only about improv or whatever but i'm just curious about ring psychology a little bit deeper okay. and we're only we're only gonna go for like eight minutes at, from this point on so when that hits 11 we're gonna probably well, where's the improv come in uh so my my, you okay. guys kind of said like it's it's like improv. There's a structure. Uh, you kind of follow it. My argument on this is like you're this character, Jake the Snake Roberts, or let's just say I'm trying to think of anybody who maybe I know their gimmick a little bit better of like what they are as wrestlers. But like John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Nakamura, Austin, Nakamura, The Rock. Yeah. Okay. So like I think maybe I can do Nakamura a little bit. So it's like, oh it's yeah, like, I think I, I, I could get, be wrong on this, but sure. like Nakamura comes out and he's got a lot of flair and he's not invincible to the pain, but he's like he wallows in. It. Like he enjoys it and he's he likes if he gets king slapped in the chest, style. he's a king of strong style. He's not going to be beat that way. Right. Like he that's his gimmick. Is that correct? Are you saying he's not going to be out strong style? Yeah, I mean, he's not going to well, be no, strong, I mean, strong His style. gimmick is that he's uh, Freddie Mercury and Michael Jackson, except a wrestler. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, so yes, wise. fine. That's his character. Wise, yes, but in ring, I don't think you're far off. Yeah, okay, yeah that's, that's ring, fairly close. Right. So yeah. in ring, that's not far off. And so. I'm, I guess I'm positing like ring psychology. What you guys praise is good ring psychology is like if he goes out there and gets slapped in the chest and then didn't respond in that way of like, ooh, I don't feel it at all. Or like, yeah, you got me, but it's not that bad as this. And he comes back and does it. It'd be like him getting slapped in the chest and then falling down and like wailing. Correct. Right. That would be bad ring psychology. For but his I, character. Yes. It'd be incre- it, for him. It's very bad. But it's also like it'd be insane for him to do that because that's his thing. Like it, it doesn't make sense for me 
it, it doesn't make sense for a human to have a, an established gimmick or a thing or a bit or a character or whatever and then just not do it and my point is like it's not like improv in a way because you don't come out with an established bit or gimmick or game or whatever it to not do it is actually pretty easy in improv because it's getting discovered you don't know if everybody agrees that's your gimmick or bit or thing i can see that but you could uh, also argue that it was established in a previous scene aka his other matches mm-hmm. that if you were to slap him across a chest he was going to be come on motherfucker and right this, that's uh, fair this could yeah. be a second beat or a third beat so okay so yeah upcoming. an improv style yeah it's, in, it's an it's improv style beats. it is playing into his game okay yeah, think of it as like his uh a match isn't an improv scene his career is an improv scene yeah or his I career guess, is a herald yeah. or whatever you yeah know? uh nick is sleeping his uh, <laughs> no improv it's whatever uh but but no so his <laughs> look i i see my life as a not as a scene. glorious uh, not, not uh, like the glorious art of sketch comedy oh it's glorious oh uh, we, we talk in sketch comedy <laughs> well what? and then and then i'll relate it to sketch comedy it's like we talk sometimes we'll we've done uh nick joey and i have done a lot of sketch together absolutely it, it to me like you're saying like good rink psychology is just sort of being consistent whereas bad right rink psychology being inconsistent in sketch we did our three tony sketch it was so stupid but if like that's like going like you know he we're doing a really good job because we maintain our stupid italian accents but if we didn't do that it'd be like yeah of course you would have failed if you didn't do that that's the whole thing but I and think, i'm saying the same okay. thing for wrestlers like that's their whole thing so but, if he doesn't come if 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 nakamura doesn't come out and have his like strong style moment then it's like then what is he doing he just it's a huge failure of of every like basic premise of the 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 medium but i think I that you could say the same thing with improv where it's like if all of a sudden halfway through an improv scene Johnny Swarzbein looked somebody in the face and said, no, we're not in an office right now. Yeah. You were on stage, you idiot. But there's also like, just wrestlers who are there just to be there. And I mean, like, I don't know. You could like look at like a lot of those, a lot of those guys in like the late ruthless aggression era who didn't really like, why are you here? But they're just there. They're just in the ring. They're not, uh-huh. they're not genius. They're, they're not, they're not masters of ring psychology. They're not there to really tell a story. They're just, you're kind of when, wondering why they're there. And I get that. Yeah. Well, the good ones are good because they're good at doing that thing. That's when, why they're good. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like, I think that what you're talking about, you're painting it. I, I, I know exactly what you're doing and I know it's not intentional. You're painting it in the stroke of either good or bad. And there is, I'm sure that if you watch improv, there's definitely like a nuance to a good improviser or a bad improviser. Of course, Johnny Swarzbein saying, no, we're not in a spaceship. We're on stage, you idiot, is a horrible improv move that's very bad. But like there's definitely there's definitely like a level between that and him being a great fake spaceship. And 100% agree with that. Let and me it's probably said better out of Johnny's mouth than somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. Because Johnny's funny. Let me, let me, yes. And I think you're 100% right with that analogy you made, Joey, is like, if, if you're sitting... This is the a- first time that you've ever agreed with me on this job. <laughs> <laughs> I've agreed with you. Are we going to see a hug? <laughs> I mean, no. yeah. zero percent no. chance. Um, so, but I think, I think you're right in that analogy. You're saying like, if, if Johnny's doing a scene in an office and they're talking about sitting in their cubicles and making copies and the boss is real crazy and then he goes, and then out of nowhere, Johnny goes, no, we're in a spaceship, you fucking idiot. Uh, that's and then he insane. punches him for real. Yeah, and then he punches oh, yeah. him in the face. Like, that's, an, that's an insanely bad improv move. That is a that is a baseline. Like, he has failed at the basic premise of improv. But Johnny could make that work. A lot of people could make that work. It's not about Johnny. It's about just the idea. That yeah. of a huge denial in improv, that's the baseline. And to me, you're going like, these guys have a baseline. They're capable of doing the baseline. That isn't special. But there are wrestlers that fail at the baseline. 
baseline. Like Teddy Hart is an example of somebody, and he's often uh, given shit for this. Teddy Hart, he's like Bret Hart's cousin or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. He's somebody nephew. that's got, uh, yeah, nephew. He's got all the ability in the world, but like, like lacks in attitude, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's somebody that like he did this crazy match that like, uh, you know, his legs were worked the whole match. He like, I think, won the match just barely. Mm. And then he climbed up to the top rope and did a backflip off the top rope and landed on his feet because that's what uh, Owen Hart used to do. And the way, like, the wrestler who's wrestling against was like, the fuck? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? We established that your legs that were your legs up are this hurt. whole match. Yeah. yeah. And then you did that. And he was like, I was doing it to honor my, like, you know, my dead uncle or whatever. Bad time. Yeah. Bad and, time to pick it, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's like people do that in improv and we all agree, like, they're an incredibly bad Yeah, you, we agree that Teddy Hart is and that's an incredibly bad, wrestling to bad move. So it's like, so again, like, it's just, to me, that's a baseline. There's not, for improv, there's, no, there's so much more than just being able to basically agree. And in the same way for like, Stand up or whatever, well, like in, these mediums. There's so much more to it that makes you good than like an actor. There's more than well, just right. saying the right line. But wrestling, I, I wrestling, it's the same agree, thing. But it's saying that a person has good ring psychology is they didn't fall for any of the traps. They mm-hmm. followed everything to a T and possibly exceeded it. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's the same thing with improv. It's mm-hmm. the reason why we praise Andy Daly and Matt Besser in improv. It's the same reason why we uh, praise Louis C.K. and various other stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just because not only are are they doing the fundamentals well mm-hmm. to the point that we recognize it? It's that they are exceeding in that. Telling a real well, good like, fucking you know, to, story. To, yeah. to use a sports example, it's like anybody could sink a basket, but Michael Jordan can switch a basketball from his right hand to his left hand and sink a left-handed like hook shot in midair and without thinking about well, it. Not even going that dynamic. Michael Jordan consistently and yeah. always does the fundamentals super well. But, right. And which I is think against that, any, which, and this, and you know, we were talking about in the previous episode, Meryl Streep and all the, and all that Meryl Streep, does the fundamentals of acting super well and then just on top of that exceeds when like mm-hmm. in any creative medium in like comedy writing in like sketch in improv in painting it's like there is a baseline but there is and like I, I agree with what you're talking about that you think that we're just celebrating the baseline but there is nuance above that baseline that maybe we're just not explaining uh, you know as well as we could mm-hmm. but it definitely exists there's a difference between somebody who just is good at selling versus somebody and there are wrestlers like John Cena was often complained at as like you know super Cenaing out and then yep. kind of forgetting to sell his leg or whatever. Right. It is something that like wrestlers, they're like it's that plus being able to do like a corks corkscrew moonsault while holding a guy, like you know. Uh, I think that an example of great ring psychology that I heard in like a story from the lead singer of the Mountain Goats talking about why he loves professional wrestling so much. The Mountain they did Goats, an album about uh, okay. pro wrestling. Yeah. yeah, they're a full. I know. Yeah, yeah. The champ. Yeah, they, they a, he loves professional wrestling so much that he wrote an entire album that was just about wrestling. Sure. And um, a story that he talks about, about like what, something that really hooked him when he was a kid was uh, he's from the SoCal area. He saw a, uh, um, um, a battle royale where it was Chavo Guerrero, who was like Chavo Guerrero Sr., who was like the main kind of guy within the SoCal territory. Yep. Mm-hmm. Andre the Giant was a guy that kind of traveled the country and would do like, you know, every weekend he'd be in a different city. And he's, you know, seven feet tall, very tough guy. He was in this battle royale, and he was also a good guy. Him and Chavo Guerrero cleared the entire ring, and at the end of the match, they were in the ring together. And the entire audience was like, oh, shit, it's like our hometown hero versus this guy who's a good guy but seven feet tall. What's going to happen? Andre the Giant looked at Chavo Guerrero, shook his hand, and stepped over the rope and eliminated himself. The psychology of that is that he's showcasing respect of, I understand that this is your turf. 
and the audience loved it and it's like that's just a great it's a great like psychology moment in wrestling and also a great story that like you know you know why he's doing that Okay. Well, uh, this was a fascinating conversation, and I appreciate you guys taking the extra few minutes to talk about it. Eric, is there anything you want to plug with the world? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Eric W. Barnes, and you can check Ranker.com. Uh, search for Puppet. Puppet is a hand puppet that loves professional wrestling. I write various listicles for him. And on top of that, Puppet does a bunch of different videos like why Raw doesn't suck, why SmackDown doesn't suck each and every week, along with all the pay-per-views. But at Eric W. Barnes is where you can talk to me about wrestling. We can make some jokes and you can figure out where I'm going to be performing stand up or improv. Sweet. All right. Stephen, do you agree that wrestling has like a nuance of ability outside of the baseline? Uh, sure. Uh, it still, it still sounds like to me the, the ring psychology or, or I guess the examples of it are like, again it, it sounds like the baseline is like obvious uh like the basics of ring psychology well, is obvious in, and in fairness and, the basics of improv are obvious too yep, yes and, and people, two words people mm-hmm. fail and mm-hmm. people fail at doing that yeah so i i, I get i get your argument and i yeah. understand it but it could easily be used for any yeah. and of all comedy forms and people fail at that all the time otherwise oh, yeah. recognize them. yeah i guess improvisers i guess to it. me it seems like more like sketch in a way of like and it, it really it's like we knew we knew what the bit was and it to not do it as a failure mm. and if you if you go in knowing what your bit is and you don't do it you're obviously a failure uh like I, it's just <laughs> it's obvious obviously. and the same and i mean that for wrestling and sketch too and so there is nuance in what makes it better. Like we know, I think it's closer to sketch. It's like, I mean, we know people who are dynamic performers and really do something above that, but uh, just being consistent and delivering the thing that you're supposed to deliver as like a, as like high praise. I'm like, yeah, that's not exactly what it is. I, and again, you maybe also I say that somebody's a good improviser and them delivering on being a good improviser shouldn't be high praise because they're just doing what their thing is. Yeah. Uh, a good, but a good wrestler doesn't mean, uh, to me, like putting on just the tights or whatever. It, it's it, we were talking well, about didn't more. Say than that was the case at all. Though. I'm not saying you did. Right. Uh, I, I'm just ju- putting I'm, on the tights and the armbands. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, you need the armbands well, or else fuck knee it. pads, boots. That that's important too. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are just bonuses. Yeah, boots yeah. the fur. Um, yeah, I guess I guess you're, yeah, it, it, your yeah your analogy and like good improviser or whatever would be like there's more to improv than yes anding. If you said he's a good yes ander, or I'd be like okay, like what else? I'd be I'd be interested to hear like, like but I think what, there's such why. things like good heightening. Like you sure, could say, you could say that somebody's good at heightening, and you could think of heightening as a basic tenet of improv. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I would disagree with but that. You, but you're you're taking ring psychology and putting it into the box of one specific thing of what makes good improv. Mm-hmm. We're saying that good rings uh, ring psychology is like good improv in that it includes good yes and and good mm-hmm. heightening, good grasp of the game. It it combines all of those things. So it just sounds like to me there's not enough terminology to encompass the term. Sadly, yes. Yeah, okay. that, yeah maybe to compare Part of that both. is just yeah. like wrestling Wrestling was a closed business for, you know, decades, if not 100 years. Right. So like maybe these terms exist. Like, you know, and, I've, and I've heard of like hope spots We are comparing two different performance art forms. Yeah. And that makes it difficult in order. Like there are some analogies that right. will fit and there are some that just won't fit as well for obvious reasons. Right. Yeah. I I think yeah. all we were really ultimately saying was that in order to tell a good story in the ring, it's much like having a complete good story told in one improv show that you see, and then you go home and you live your life. Fair enough. Uh, and thank you for waking up to make that comment. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, you're welcome. Uh, while this, I, I watched Nick 
send a couple of Facebook messages. I did, yeah. Check his text. Send a few texts. <laughs> I did. I sent a couple of uh, people some real stuff. Yeah, there yeah, while yeah. I was waiting. Look, I, I, I kind of, I kind of came back with that at the end. How I used to like to do improv when I like did it for a little bit, which was I like to swoop in at the end, walk in, do like, <laughs> that like sounds like you. Yeah, it yeah, takes yeah, yeah. all the glory, and people like laugh, and I'm like, let's do it, let's sweep at it, this bitch. Uh, you're all, you're all about the high spots of improv. I'm all about you? the high. I spots. did yeah, improv with you once, and that's exactly. I was you're like, the young bucks doing this. Wait, you did what? I did improv with Nick once it was like a jam or something yeah, yeah. Wait, you and did improv with Nick once I've yeah. never heard the story yeah, yeah. I, like, really it was I, and I remember going Nick is awful at this <laughs> like, yeah, I don't you like, literally I don't like he, improv he swept in he jumped in at the last minute like tried to make a joke and then like edited his own thing and I was like Jesus Christ I mean <laughs> like, we, yeah. I don't want to do improv he's talking about Nick. after the crowd was done uproariously cheering and coming yeah that's not I what mean, happened you know uh, you're I'm funny just... on stage you, when you improvise in sketches I think you're very funny in it we did like pure improv or whatever and I know you did exactly what you just said yeah, pure you improv, swept I, in at the last I don't minute like it all. made a joke and you're like here's my glory and I, like, yeah. I think I mean, everybody felt like you were stretching and but by the me way, the most and by the way as a comedian I want to say I'm not hating on improv it's just it's just not my passion yeah, I yeah, love seeing good improv we all can't be you're a monster that hates improv no I'm a huge we all can't be a Joey Cliff level improviser. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't be a Betsy Sidero and all the other people. Dave Tooney. They're all great. They're yeah. all, I love them and we'll marry all of them. <laughs> that's really? Yeah. Can I come to the weddings? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yes, see you in, in Utah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank Eric. You. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find us at YSLW Podcast. Or if you have match suggestions or questions, shoot us an email at youshouldloverestling at gmail.com. Joey, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Joey Tainman. And you can listen to my other podcast, 25 Minutes of Silence, which is a podcast where a guest and I sit in silence for 25 minutes, also on Boardwalk Audio. Nick, where can we find you on social media? Oh, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligger, G-L-I-G-O-R. What about you, Stephen? You can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. Be sure and like, subscribe, and give us a review on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating. Write some nice comments. Maybe we'll read them on the air. Thanks for listening to You Should Love Wrestling. Guys, we will catch you next time. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.